Hello, hello, my Let's Keep It Real people. Oh, did I tell you how much I love you guys? Thank you so much for all your support. You've really hung in there with me. And through thick or thin, I have my peeps. And there's not a better feeling. So thank you for everything you're doing for me, supporting the podcast, supporting my guests, supporting my books, my workshops, my talks. Peace, love, and joy coming your way, baby. All right, so talk about let's keep it real. Kevin is in the house. I love this dude. He kept it light. He was fun, but also he has so much wisdom. And he broke down difficult subjects in ways that I've never heard explained that I was like, Oh, that's what that means. You are going to love this, dude. Enjoy, rate, please like, share. It means the world to us. Toodles. This is Let's Keep It Real with Sandy Joy Weston, your weekly dose of positivity with awesome stories and guests from all over the world. It's an opportunity to learn some great new things and expand your mind. We'll tackle topics from all areas of life, and as always with Sandy, the sky's the limit. Hello, hello, my let's keep it real people. All right, calm down, calm down. I told you Kevin was coming on, and then it wasn't what I thought, so I got tons of questions to ask Kevin. We'll get some of them in. We don't get all of them in. I'm sure you can send them right to him. But before we bring Kevin in, Let me tell you a little bit about Kevin Palmieri. He's the founder and co-host of the Next Level University podcast, which is awesome. Shout out, Alan. Early in his life, Kevin found success, but after a brush with near suicide, he realized he wasn't living a life he truly wanted. He became passionate about self-improvement, any of that out there, and decided to make it his purpose in life to impact as many people as possible by becoming a role model podcaster, which he is, and speaker. He has succeeded to make his podcast one of the top 100 woo-woo, with over 1,200 episodes and listened in over 125 countries. He has taken his life to the next level and achieved both personal and professional success. Kevin, thank you so much for being on my podcast. Yay! My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate the wonderful, kind words and the introduction. I'm excited to see where we go. Okay. Well, we always start by asking. I love words and I love one word. So what's your one word that best describes your past 30 days? We don't care what it is, good, bad, or ugly. And then why'd you pick that word? I would say resilient just because the last 30 days have, although everything has been great and it's all a line struggle, the last 30 days have just been a struggle and we fall down and we are resilient. So we get back up and we get after it tomorrow as well. And you, uh, I love that. And you need to explain because I have not heard that before aligned, Mm. you know, with resilience. I mean, talk about that because you were saying that you've had some struggles, but they're aligned. So I want to yeah. hear more about that. I would say that they're they're chosen. They're they're intentional. It's it's an intentional understanding that we have put ourselves under a fair amount of pressure and a fair amount of stress. But that's what we believe must happen in order for us to accomplish the goals that we want. So that's kind of the understanding and the conversation I have with myself often is: look, the next thirty days might suck. And they're probably going to be heavy and you're going to work more than you want to, but that's the requirement for the short-term goal that you're you're aiming for. But 
I, in my past, I would work very hard in things that weren't aligned. So it's almost easier to work harder for something that you believe in than it is to, to work easier towards something you don't necessarily believe in. I followed you. So give them an example. Can you tell something that's going on right now that might be a struggle, but it's still aligned with what you want. So therefore it's totally worth it. Yeah. I worked yesterday from 6 a.m. until 10 p.m. I, I worked however many hours that is 16, 17, 18 hours, whatever it is, because we have an event coming up this weekend. And it was awesome because Alan and I were behind the scenes, like just talking to the community and we were having a good time. We were reminiscing on our old social medias, although that's hard at times. So it was kind of like, these are the problems that we wanted to have when we started this, right? It's like, yeah, I have a lot of messages to get back to. Awesome. At one point, nobody cared about anything we were doing. So that's a good thing. Like that, that helps to keep you humble, right? Yeah. Yeah. Now I understand totally on board. All right. Tell them about your event though. Even though this is being recorded, we still post and we can help out. Like, is your event already full? Is it rock and rolling? Can anybody come? Yeah, it's so it's April 1st. So I don't know if this will be out in time for that. But yeah, we have an event every year where we just we talk about holistic self-improvement. Our audience is the type of audience that is looking for more aligned people. So if you are somebody who is looking for growth minded friends, Next Level Live 2023 is the name of the event. Worcester, Massachusetts. If this is after the fact, that's the event. And it went well. <laughs> we put a post. It's probably going to go out after April first, but we can. Yeah. Thank but you. It's great. I met I, lots of people. I appreciate. I learned it. so much. Mm. All right, Kevin. So the biggest qu- this funny because you have to understand my peeps. They're really into self improvement, and they we bring on a lot of different guests with a lot of different opinions, and sometimes you're like, "Huh," but we embrace them. They want to know, does, what is Kevin, this is the funniest thing. I've never heard this before. What does Kevin think of Dr. Joe Dispenza? Do you even know who he is? I do, do I do. Do you know who he is? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do. I've um, never gotten a question like that before, ever. <laughs> I, I love the positivity. I love the perspective of you are creating your own reality. The only thing I ever say when it comes to anybody, any piece of content, including my own, anything you hear from me, I want you to filter through your own, your own filter. I think a lot of people are either on one end of very spiritual. If you believe it, it will happen. If it's meant to happen, it'll happen at the right time in the right place in the right way. I also think there's people on the polar opposite that say work 25 hours a day, Sleep doesn't matter. Your family will get over it. You need to make as much money as possible. And if you're not productive, you suck. I think the truth is somewhere in the middle where I believe if you work really hard, you are more likely to succeed because you're going to be in the right place with the right opportunity and the right character. But I'm also somebody who talks a lot about juggling health, wealth, and love. I'm very spiritual in terms of the law of attraction in the universe. But I do think many people... The, the disempowering belief often disguised as empowering is if it's meant to be, it'll be. I do not believe that. That's just not a belief I have because there's a lot of people out there that say, well, you know, I deserve all the levels of success I want. I don't believe that. I believe you deserve what you work for. There's a reason, Sandy, I'm not in good shape right now because I don't deserve it. I haven't worked as hard as I could. That's it. That's just the truth. It's not, it's not that I'm not deserving intrinsically. 
I'm a valuable human being intrinsically. I just haven't taken that external work and brought it to the results yet. So that's a long-winded answer for Dr. Joe Dispenza. Nothing against the man. But sometimes I think people get lost in the, I'd rather feel good than get the, the results I actually want. I think that that happens to people a lot. There's so much to unpack there, but let's go with the biggest thing that's coming to mind. So I'm kind of in the middle right there. So here's the deal. Some days I take a lot of action, meaning I'm so fired up. I'm working on something. I got a project. I, I, I could go on a few hours sleep because I want to, because I'm driven. Oh my God. Oh my God. I'm excited. And then there's other times I'm not. For me, I spend time asking myself, where am I taking action from? So I believe you kind of said at the beginning that you could spin your wheels, just taking action, taking action, and you don't even want the end result. You're not even passionate about that. And or it's fear-based. So I always say, here it is. Here's the line. Here's love-based emotions, lots of them. And here's fear-based. I spent more time seeing where I'm coming from before I get on that podcast, before I do an interview, before I do a speaking engagement, before I do anything to see if I'm coming more from those love-based. And then I feel my actions have more impact. Mm. I don't know how you feel about that, but that's yeah. what's coming. Yeah, no, I, I think it's different for everybody, but I also think it depends on the goals. I really think that there's, um, it's kind of like, if you want to climb to the top of a mountain, you can definitely appreciate the view and you and you can appreciate the journey and you can take the journey in a different way and you can take as long as you want. But if you want to get to the top of a mountain that you're never, ever, ever, ever going to get to, I just think that complicates things a little bit. And the, the truth is most people don't want that though. For me, I don't really care if I feel good because that's not, I don't have that privilege when it comes to a lot of the things I, I'm doing just because it's like, I have to do this in order to get the result. That's kind of my, my thought. Now I'm not subscribing that to you though, if you're out there, because that can be very constructive. There has to be a level of self-belief. I can say I'm out of shape because I know I should be in way better shape and that's not hurting my self-esteem. I know that like, get it together, Kev, you're better than this. Where somebody else, you might not want to give yourself that level of feedback because you don't have that yeah. level of self-belief. So Again, please filter everything I say through your own personal filter. Just because what I have found, Sandy, I've, I've worked with so many people yeah. at this point, and oftentimes it's the people that, and I don't mean anything negative. I, I went through a phase with this too. Oftentimes it's, it's the people with the hyper-spiritual law of attraction. If it's meant to be, I'm attracting into my life. That, I think mm -hmm. they get lost in like, it feels really good to be aligned. It feels really good to practice self-love. I love that. I'm all about that. Our brand is all about that. Yeah. But usually what we want the least is usually what we need the most. And unfortunately, that's on the opposite side of the spectrum. So, yeah. I love this. This is fascinating <laughs> to me. It's not like I haven't had conversations, but I haven't heard it said in this way. So this might be off topic, but probably not. I... Am uncomfortable, you know, I have to get uncomfortable being uncomfortable at times. Do you know what I mean? Like there mm -hmm. are things that I'm used to doing a certain way. And if I want to get it to the next level, 
it's not going to be comfortable because I haven't been there before. So for me, I love studying the brain. I love it. I love it. I feel like, you know, I know this much of it and I bring so many guests on and they tell me exactly how the brain is and they're all different philosophies. So that's cool. We know a lot, but I do think it's the devil, you know, so your brain is used to doing something a certain way, whether it serves you well or not. It's like mayday, mayday. I don't want to do that. So it goes right back to the way you used to do things. So I don't know if that's what you're talking about, but it's true. Like you might think, oh no, no, that doesn't feel good. So I should go back here, but that's not true. You have to be comfortable. Yeah. I think it's that fine line of, I see this all the time. I'm sure you're, you're fit you're into fitness. You're a fitness expert. How many times have you seen a commercial on TV for all you need to do this is for 30 days and it's going to be easy. No, it's not going to be. And it's going to take longer than 30 days. And it's, it's (laughs) right. It's so it's a, it's a disempowering belief turned into an empowering one because what happens is it's not easy for you and you don't accomplish the goal in 30 days and you think there's something wrong with you. Not true. Not true. That's just the human experience when it comes to success. So yeah. And I think to your point, I think what happens with a lot of us, so you have the comfort zone, you have the learning zone and you have the anxiety zone. A lot of people live in the comfort zone because the comfort zone is comfortable. But right by definition, it's like, can you really grow in the comfort zone? I don't think you really can. I think that's where you're right. So you kind of have to explore the learning zone and the learning zone is where growth is accumulated and growth comes from resistance. So by definition, I don't know if growth can truly be easy, quote unquote. Mm, You should ask Obi-Wan Kenobi. I don't really know. (laughs) Here's the deal, Kevin. I used to have people say to me, yo, Weston, why is everything you do have to be, there's hills both ways, right? Why can't you just do it the easy way? Like, does it always have to be overcome? And then, da, 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 da. and then there's other people, it's more, yeah, ease and flow that I've yeah. seen successful. Mm-hmm. Maybe that wouldn't work for me. Maybe there are people that can have the more chilled, relaxing, and still succeed. I, I don't know. <laughs> But I do know, I think there is something in my nature, like, oh, I did that, right? And I, I had to overcome all those obstacles. I don't know if that's good or bad, Kevin. I think it's good. I think it's fulfilling. I think fulfillment comes from growth and contribution. I, I mean, I've met a lot of people who have the, they have that life of ease and flow, but behind the scenes, they're not ease and flow. Okay. They're, they're, they're systematized and there's measurements and there's data it's not as ease and flow as people think. And there's Uh also a lot of people who are ease and flow who I know behind the scenes who aren't fulfilled. But there again, now it's not just that. I know other people who are grind your face off who are are. not fulfilled as well. So, right. There's a, there's a lot of that as well. So it's really hard to know. You kind of have to figure out this is the reason Sandy. I am now, I don't want to say I'm against this, but I believe most people have been lied to where people come in and say, you have to set big, hairy, audacious goals. Don't agree. I do not agree. Big, hairy, audacious goals are personal. It's it's a giant difference between saying, I'm going to lose 52 pounds in 52 weeks and saying, I'm going to go to the gym 52 times in 52 weeks because I haven't gone in my entire life. 
one of those might seem like a big goal to somebody who's never done it before. But I think a lot of us are ending it. We're kind of setting ourselves up for, for failure when it comes to goal setting. And then we have to either work harder than we want because we decided that we wanted to accomplish that goal and we didn't know what actually goes into it. I really think it's a goal issue more than anything. My ty- my guy Thomas is cracking up because I always say, don't make such a big hairy deal out of things. Right. And you're saying the hairy goal. Okay. So I do believe, I can tell you from personal experience in owning health clubs my entire life, when people go from couch potato to way up here, like way reaching high. It's not happening like, but 0.5% of the time because they didn't set it small. Like, what do I want to accomplish this week today? Like small increments. Then it seems like, okay, I can do that. So let's back up because one of your statements we were talking about is overcoming fear. Mm. And the way to on your statements, tackle fear is like small little pieces. Can you talk more about that? Yeah. Very similar to what you just were talking about. I'll have people reach out to me and say, I want to be a speaker, but I'm afraid to speak. You know, I, I see myself on stage eventually like you. It's like, I love that. The problem is you're reverse engineering what that would look like. We have to get you to start speaking now, but not in the way that you think, not in the way that you're 10 out of 10 afraid of. So this is my thought process. On a scale of one to 10, how afraid are you of speaking, uh, doing a Facebook live? Somebody will come back and say 12 out of 10. That seems impossible. Cool. Get rid of that. Throw that right in the trash. Doesn't exist anymore. On a scale of one to 10, how uncomfortable are you recording a cell phone video of yourself and showing nobody? Zero out of 10. Too easy. Too easy. Get rid of that. It's too easy. What if you record a video and send it to me? Five out of 10. Cool. Do that. I just like breaking the large mountains up into small summits. That's my ultimate goal. And I think that's the only reason I've gotten to where I am. We did one episode and then it was two and then it was three and now it's 1300. I never thought I was going to be 1300 episodes in, in the beginning. I think if I did, I don't know if I ever would have started, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I hear people say all the time, I want to do a podcast. I want to do a podcast. I want to do a podcast. And I've been studying. I'm like, just freaking put it out there. I don't even care if you push record first like or you know it doesn't matter but once i love you kevin i love you back no i really do your words you are a very wise young man thank you and the way you're saying things not that i'm not wise but you're sometimes things are just spinning around my head and i don't have the right words to say concisely i'm just gonna call kevin or, or what my new thing, what I'm supposed to do. Wait, is it called chat bot or something where you just put in what you want to say and then it comes back to AI? Did you ever have you tried that? No, I'm, I'm, a, I'm like a stubborn old man when it comes to some new technologies where I'm like, eh, I'm stubborn. I'm very stubborn. So no, I haven't tried it yet. So I was practicing for one of my kids and these people came up and they had all these amazing new titles. I'm like, where'd you do that? I'm like, well, we did chat bot, whatever, cheap or something. I'm like, <laughs> Oh my God, they sound great, but it did sound a little bit hand, like robotic. Yeah, and so yeah. then I did mine. They're like, oh, it sounds like they came right from the heart. I'm like, well, they did come right <laughs> from the heart. Yeah. I don't know. There's something to be saying. I am going to explore a little. All right. So I know you probably get asked this a lot, but I do think it's something because they all want to hear. 
what is one of the biggest fears you've had and how did you overcome it? Yeah. So it's, it seems kind of like a canned answer. My biggest fear bar none is failure. It's not close, right? Nothing for me. When I started this journey, I didn't realize you could have a fear of success. I assumed everybody was afraid of failure. Isn't success what we're doing this for? Isn't that why we started this in the first place? Yeah. And I learned that later, right? I learned that later in life. The way I got over it, I just kept, and I know I want to make sure this lands because this would never would have landed if I said it to myself earlier. I just failed on smaller stages over and over and over. And I failed behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. And I realized that success, both success and failure are not overnight. You're not going to fail. Like if this interview goes horribly wrong, I still have tomorrow. This isn't the end. Just because it doesn't go well doesn't mean I can't get up tomorrow and get back after it. This could be the best interview I ever do. I don't know if Ellen or, you know, Oprah is going to be calling me tomorrow and that's going to, it's not really like that. So that might Tony would, if Tony wants to, you know, I'm happy to make an appearance. I'm happy to make an appearance, but I think early on, I tried to understand that it seems like you're going all in. You're pushing all of your chips to the center of the table every time you make a decision. But in reality, you're not. You're not. It's hmm. If a social media post doesn't do well, there's, there's lessons in the losses. If a speech doesn't go well, there's lessons in the losses. That was one of the things I tried to develop early on based on a lot of the mentors I had that made me understand, of course, I'm afraid of failure. I don't fail that often. Of course, I'm afraid of it. It's, it's foreign. It's nothing. Yeah. I haven't really experienced it before. Yeah. What does yeah. it feel like when you do? And then how do you pick yourself back up? Yeah. You know, Kevin, for me, it, I didn't realize it too, to many, many years later, I really wasn't afraid of failure. I was afraid of success because mm. one time I made a huge jump from where I grew up to what others perceived as successful and I lost friends. Yeah. And so I, I was the same person, but I, I grew up in the projects and I got out of there and I, you know, started doing things. Well, I didn't realize I was holding myself back. I still have to catch myself because subconsciously I didn't want to lose all those friends again that I made yeah. that, you know, like you mm-hmm. go to the next level and then you go to the next level. Yeah. And now I just keep telling myself, screw them. I'll make new friends. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've dealt with that. I don't want to say I've dealt with that. I learned about that by working with Alan. My biggest fear was, was failure. His biggest fear was success. To your point, every time he achieved a new level of success, he lost somebody that he cared about. And then, yeah, yeah. yeah, It's very, very way more common than I could ever imagine. Another one is if you feel like you have any quote unquote skeletons in the closet, you're subconsciously afraid if you blow up or if you make it, somebody's going to come out of the woodwork and say, "Uh uh-uh, no, no, no. I knew Sandy that that, that's not true. That's, that's another big one. Shit. I didn't even think of that. No, that. <laughs> oh, that's a big one. That's a big one. Ooh, I got to look up my skeletons. I better start writing them down in my journal. All right. Get going, Captain. All right. So question. Let, let, I'm going to get some of these. Hold on there, Cat. I got to get some of these questions in. Okay. So this young man, he's a coach. And he wants to know what self-talk Kevin would do. He's been coaching for 20 years, always had successful clients, mental and physical fitness, blah, blah, blah. For the first time, his client only came once, didn't finish the three-month program and ghosted him. It Mm -hmm. really devastated him. Like, am I good? Am I not good? Like, 
I've never had this happen. And he can't still get to the client. He's like, what can I do to overcome that? He, he can't even imagine it. Cause he has this guy seems like he's really, really successful, but this devastated him that someone would ghost him. I'm yeah. assuming ghosting means don't get back. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 Uh, we, we call this the aversion phase that uh, we, we literally, it happens to us so damn often that we have a phrase for this. I would start by saying, and again, two things, one, you have to look at the most recent and relevant proof. So if you have a 20 year track record of getting clients results and getting really good feedback from your clients, that's the most recent and relevant proof that you have that you're a good coach Two. Oftentimes, people's behaviors are a reaction to themselves, not to you. So as an example, I have a podcast client who came to me and said, hey, Kev, I want to get this podcast started. Here's $1,000. Let's do it. Awesome. Cool. Here's everything we need to get started. Ghosted me for like six months. I have $1,000 of this man's money just waiting in a bank account. I reach back out. Nothing. Ghost me. I reach back out. Nothing. Ghost me. What did I say something wrong? Did he find somebody else? Like, am I the worst? Eventually he reaches back out and says, Hey, Kev, I'm ready to get this started. Can we get on a call? Absolutely. We get on the call. First thing he says, Hey man, I'm a, I'm sorry. I feel a ton of shame around ghosting you for so long. I just wasn't ready. He said, I got this, I got this quote back in the day, a lot in high school. It's not me. It's you. Or sorry. It's not you. It's me. He said in yeah. this, in this situation, Kev, it, it's not you. It's me. It was more a fear around the uncertainty. It was more the shame cycle of, I let myself down. I let you down. I don't want to put myself into shame and vulnerability by, by reaching back out. That's my mindset around it now more than ever. Now, would I tell that to somebody who just started coaching? No, not necessarily. But if you have a 20, a 20 year track record, odds are this yeah. person might be afraid of their own their own accomplishments. They might be afraid of their own level of success. They might be, af they might be afraid of letting you down. There's a lot of things internally that they could be going through. Yeah. Yeah. And they don't even know it. <laughs> I love the analogy. That was great. That was awesome. I appreciate it. Okay. This is something we don't talk about a lot, and I want to talk about this other tip. I want to get in there. Focus as much on unlearning mm. as learning. Oh, I love this. Talk us, talk us through it, dude. Uh, somebody asked me the other day if you could, if you only had an hour, if somebody came to you and said, I have an hour and I want to change my life, what would you do? And I said, I would have them go to therapy or counseling. That would be the, the thing I would send people to do. Because yeah, you could consume a podcast episode. Yeah, you could consume YouTube video. You could read an hour worth of, of a book. The understanding that I'm trying to have now more than ever is yeah, you can learn a bunch of information, but the problem is what you're learning is going back to the root of where you came from. It's not necessarily constructive because there are parts of you subconsciously that are holding you back that you don't even realize. So this is always my analogy. If I could give you a hundred ways to make a million dollars, right? Say I could do that. If you have a block around money subconsciously because you grew up broke and you don't feel you deserve it, you'll never make the million dollars. It's not necessarily a strategy. It's a self-worth issue, potentially. So when I say unlearning, I want you to figure out what do you think you know about yourself? Mm. How is that serving you? And how do we unlearn the things that aren't serving you? So when you do learn something new, it actually takes effect in the way that it should and your own subconscious biases don't get 
in the in the way of that or unconscious biases yeah kevin what did you go to school for i didn't go to school i love you more (laughs) i did not go to college that was a a conscious choice Oh, God, I could talk to you for hours. (laughs) Okay, let's unpack that. Let's go back, talk a little bit about how you grew up, the big change that happened. And I don't want to dive too much into it. You know, what was the aha moment? Mm -hmm. But you made a, you said you went through a struggle. Mm -hmm. You know, you thought you had it made and then you were almost suicidal. So when you said you thought you had it made, like, what did you have? Uh, when I was 25, I had a high paying job. I had a, my sports car that I wanted. My girlfriend was a model. I had just won a bodybuilding show. So I was in the best shape of my life. I quite literally had health, wealth, and love. It all looked, it all looked amazing. Wait a minute. Wait a, minute. a model. Yep. Bodybuilder. Yep. Making great money. Yep. What kind of car? It was a Subaru WRX, which was like my dream car at the time. A very loud all-wheel drive car for new I know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> One of my clients is the CEO of Subaru. I had Subarus. I get, oh my I God. I love them. Yeah, he was I awesome. I love them. RV Lamb. All right, so, okay. So, it sounds good on paper. Cool. It sounds It sounds really good on paper. The, the problem with it is, I was, a, even though I had all that external quote-unquote success, I was very insecure. I was very uncertain. I was not confident. I was not abundant. And my girlfriend at the time wanted to move from the East Coast to California to chase her dreams. I gave her, right? Why not? I gave her every reason in the world. Why not? Because I was just so scarce, right? I was afraid to be left behind. She left me behind as she should have. But when she did that, that's kind of when this journey of self-improvement started. But I convinced myself- So yeah. yay to the girlfriend. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That was, ve- it yeah. was very, it was very instrumental for me. Yeah. It was very instrumental because I realized I, I've had many relationships. None of them have ever been truly successful and I'm the common denominator in all of yeah. my relationships. So I got to be at least 50% at fault for what's happening here. That was like a really challenging thing to consciously understand at the time. I started Some people never understand. That. I know. I know the necessity was there, right? I think for many of us, we innovate ourselves when we reach a, a level of necessity that forces us to, I convinced myself that I need to make more money immediately. It was like, yeah, I could work on myself, but honestly, I think more money will solve all of my problems. So I end up grinding my face off for the next year. I make a hundred thousand dollars, no college degree at 26 And I have this moment after I open my final pay stub where I realize that for most of my life, I've lived unconsciously. I don't know why the hell I'm doing what I'm doing ever. I don't know why I'm doing what I'm doing. The opposite of unconscious is hyperconscious. So that's where this journey really started as I started a podcast called the Hyperconscious Podcast. Fell in love with that. You like that name? I fell out of love. (laughs) Fell in love with it. I love it. I I love having deep, if you can't tell, I love having deep conversations with deep humans. Um, I'm a huge fan. I love it. But now I love this podcast thing, but I hate my job. I hate it. I can't do it anymore. I'm too aware now. I know that's not the path. Can't do it. So I start calling out. I start leaving the job site early. I was in a construction industry, basically. And it just, it got to the point where 
we did a lot of travel for my job because we had contracts out of state. I was in a hotel room that was six hours from where I lived. I woke up one morning and I was just thinking to myself, if this is what life is, I don't want to do it anymore. And if I leave, I take all my problems with me. And I was contemplating suicide that, that morning. I messaged Alan, who was just a friend at, at the time. He was not my business partner. Mm. And he gave me some sage wisdom. And I ended up leaving that job three or four months later. And then every day for the last six years, pretty much, it's been this. It's been deep conversations, trying to figure out who I am, trying to add, values, uh, add value to others. So I appreciate the, the, the compliment about the wisdom and all that. It's just every day I'm trying to get a little bit better at yeah. something, at something. Well, here's the deal, Kevin. It, it's a continuous journey. When I stop, I always tell myself, whenever I think I've, you know, arrived, I'm going to my next life because mm. you know, that's ridiculous. And every day I feel like, oh my God, I'm just scratching the surface. But your connection of being able to articulate some complicated subject matter. So a lot of people can understand and receive it, I just want you to know, and I'm sure you've been told it a million times, it's off the chart. I appreciate it. It's a true gift. Thank you. And I know it, it, you're going to utilize it and it will take you far to serve others, but it really is amazing. Now, I'm not like, that's not my gift. I'm really good at highlighting people and bringing the light on and I can create energy and shift. You get me on stage and all of a sudden different words come out. But I seem to attract people that are more like you and I'm just in all of it because it's such a beautiful gift you have. I appreciate that. That means I'm, so that's why I'm glad you're doing speaking gigs, <laughs> you know, and podcasts, because it's it's off the charts. That means okay. that means uh more than you realize. I, I never resonated with the people who talked above what I can understand. I couldn't be impacted or influenced by it. I couldn't understand it. So yeah. my, my, this is my mission statement to be the most extraordinary version of Kevin humanly possible, but never to forget what it was like not to be. That's, Ooh. that's what I'm trying to do and walking that, that balance. So I, I appreciate that very much more than, you know, genuinely. Yeah, it, it's awesome. All right. So let's back up for all my people out there. My, my youngins who are struggling with, should I go to college? Should I? And I believe it's not right for everyone. Everyone should choose their path. You said it was definitely intentional why you chose not to go to college. So mm. tell us more about that. Yeah. When I was, I don't know what year it was in high school, when we were starting to have the conversations about, hey, you know, you should start applying to colleges. When I was talking to my guidance counselor, I was like, no, I, I don't know what I want to do with my life. So I'm not going to go pay money to try to figure out what I want to do with my life. That doesn't make any sense to me. It doesn't make any sense. At the time, I was training to fight professionally, mixed martial arts. That's what I wanted to do. Ooh. Yeah, I wanted to be a professional fighter. So for me, it was like, yeah, I'm going to pump gas at the gas station and I'm going to train my butt off and I'm going to become a professional fighter. That's what I'm going to do. I'm now, right? right? At the time, it sounded great. I, I, love gas. I loved it. I made great <laughs> I want to preface it though. I didn't really have anybody in my family who went to college. So for me, there wasn't a lot of internal pressure from... There wasn't peer pressure to go. Uh, yeah. So that made my life a lot easier because it's not like I was I was going against other people's beliefs. It was just, look, I'm not going. I'm not interested. I believe I can figure this out for myself eventually. 
And there were definitely some dark nights trying to figure that out. But I do yeah. believe now more than ever, that was the, the right answer for me. You hear that, people? <laughs> Sorry, moms and dads. Some kids, not everyone should be thrown into college. You're right. I love the way you said, you know, I, I didn't even know why I was going to go there. I didn't know what I would even want to do. Right. And I'm hearing my friends go, four years of partying. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> I can party at home. You know, it's that that's not for my friends. Yeah. And I think the the landscape of possibility has changed a bunch. When I was oh, when yeah. I was right, when I was younger, it's like, oh, these kids are wasting their time playing video games. Some of the most prolific content creators on the planet are video game streamers now who make millions and millions of dollars a year. So you never really know what's gonna pop yeah, off. Right. Yeah. right. You never know. You can't really know. Yeah. All right. Anyhow, <laughs> back to you. Focus on creating habits in all aspects of your life, not just fitness. Give us examples, dude. Uh, one of my favorite things in the world. Um, I'm We're kind of on a lag with this, so I got to get my stuff together because I've been very stressed out. But every night before my wife and I go to bed, we have a habit. We say one thing we're grateful for about each other. Something simple. takes a minute. <gasps> I that, that. that. Yeah, I think a lot of people... I mean, Sandy, how many successful business owners have you met who are extremely systematized? They know their measurements. They know exactly what they have to do, how many messages they have to send, but their fitness is a mess or their relationships are a mess. Yeah. I think many of us are really good at habitualizing one, uh, one segment of our lives, but we don't understand. You can carry that over yeah. to, to fitness yeah. and or your relationship. So that's just an example of yeah, that or you know, meditation for mental health, for spiritual health, for emotional health. Like a lot of us are really good at creating habits in one segment of our lives. And usually if you were to sit down and say, I have the most results when it comes to health, wealth, or love, the one where you have the best habits is the one where you're going to have the best results. Kevin, I need you to clarify because there's going to be so many people thinking I set you up for this. Have I ever met you before? No, no, <laughs> not before never today. Well, so <laughs> I have these things. There's three main areas of your life. And I say, usually you got one that you're good at, especially the people that I listen to this show, you know, mm -hmm. they're highly motivated. It's body health, money, career, or love relationships. Mm -hmm. Usually they're not all three, like you said. So I say, let's pick the one. That is, I call it your sticky Wiccan <laughs> that you need, want to up level. We're not going to, they always pick the one they do really well with. Yeah. You know? And I agree because they have that one down, but they haven't applied those habits to the other heirs. Thank mm. you, Kevin. That you're was very, really awesome. You're very welcome. You're very welcome. <laughs> All right. Tell us about your podcast and where you want to take it. You said, that you know you just started one and here you are and now you're in all these countries and you guys you have to tune in him and alan are the bomb thank you tell us where you want to go even in the next month what do you want to do with it oh man the next month uh, i'll be very honest i'm now more than ever less focused on like week and month and more focused on like year over year, which is just weird for me because I am just okay. a normal, very short-term thinker. Um, but so the goal, yeah, it's a uh, million dollars in revenue and a million downloads. 
that's the the goal for us for the next calendar year. I love it. It's very specific. Very specific. Very specific. And it shapes what we do every single day and what we don't do every single day based on that goal. So, yes, I love this. So here he is. He's looking at his goal every day. Wait a minute. I wanted to, I chose to have a million downloads. I want to make a million dollars. So what actions, what do I have to do to get there? Yes. And it's so different than you said, yeah, I want a hundred thousand and a hundred thousand dollars. And when you set those goals, I'm glad you said that, then you have to be willing to put in what it takes to do that. Yeah. We just did an episode. We just did an episode on this. The, The one conversation you have to say with yourself or you have to have with yourself. When you believe you are capable of accomplishing something, you if you don't accomplish it, oftentimes it's because you decided you didn't want it. If I believe I can do that, I have to have the conversation of, all right, Kev, the alarm clock went off. Do you do you actually want it or do you not? Because if you don't want it today, that's on you. That's a conscious decision. I try to have that conversation with myself often because if you believe it's possible, then you must decide whether or not you want to do it that day. Yeah. That's a big leap for some people. So, but hear what Kevin's saying. He believes this is possible. Yes. You can't say, oh, I'm going to do what Kevin does when you're like, there's no way I'm lucky to make 50,000. Like you, you got to really believe this is possible for you. And then it's going to motivate you to keep going. And I, I'm a true believer in that. Like when you, I know when I'm looking at what I, I, wait a minute, I said I wanted to accomplish that. Do I really want to? And I have to be honest with myself. If I'm really going to want to put the work in to get there. And then a lot of times I go, you know what? I don't really want that because I don't want to put the work in to get that. <laughs> so, all right. Tell us, I got to back up. I have hmm. to ask. I was going to avoid it, but I can't. Why have you made the conscious decision not to be in shape? <laughs> we talked about it three times. Yeah, no, and no. I'm grateful. Um, conscious decision. I know I'm not in shape. I don't deserve a shape. I'm not putting the time into it, blah, 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 blah. And you know it's not the amount of time, so don't get me started. <laughs> I, I've been living in the anxiety zone for the last few months. Just okay. yeah, business has expanded. I before that, I wasn't spending as much time with my wife as either of us would like. So it was kind of like for the next few months, I'm not going to get up at four a.m. to go to the gym. It's just not sustainable. I'm going to burn myself out. I mean, I was sick and I had to take a week off of interviews because I lost my voice and. I, I just pushed way too hard where it was like, okay, I'm living on the outer edges of what's capable, what's possible for me. Yes, those edges are expanding, but right now I need, to, I need to let off the gas in one arena. And business is non-negotiable and my relationship is non-negotiable. Fitness, I can, I can pick back up and I will, but that, that made the most sense to kind of take my foot off the gas in that arena. So when you did work out, mm. now, I know, I know. You're my guest, so I'm gonna go nice. No, <laughs> so when, you work out, when did you stop and how long were your workouts? So I'm still working out, just not six days a week like I was before. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. But but it's more like I'm not tracking my macros, I'm just eating whatever I want. I'm just giving myself a little bit of a mental a break. You're giving yourself yeah, yeah. a break. You're still I'm, moving. Yes. You're just not in the greatest shape you could be when you worked Correct. out six days a week. Yeah, yeah. Gym. 
I did an hour of, of boxing yesterday. Like that was my workout ah. yesterday and I had physical therapy in the morning. So I'm on it just not to, not to the standard that I know I could uphold I if I wanted to. Kevin, I was getting ready to come to New Hampshire. I could I tell. Getting, I could I tell. Because I'm like, wait a minute, you know, like <laughs> that's something in somewhere. Because I appreciate I it. Have clients like that, they're all or none. Yeah. And yeah. if thinking it, not mentioning my husband, I don't want him to hear me up mm. on the floor. He may or may not, if like he doesn't have a minimum of 90 minutes, he just won't go. What's mm. up with that? Like, <laughs> I'm trying to move the needle. I I can be like that at times. It's like if really? I can't do, yeah, if I can't do everything that I want, it's not worth doing. I've I've had to overcome that for yeah. sure. I'm like, dude, you don't need at your age, you don't need to do 48 sets of shoulders. <laughs> I have to be careful. I can't say at your age that doesn't go. Over. No, 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 no. I can't yeah. do that. No. That's a no go. No, no go. So, oh, Kevin, you rock. But we're going to have to wrap up here. And before we do, tell us every which way we can find you, work with you, and listen to your podcast. (laughs) I appreciate it. I always send people to the podcast. That's it. Like, if you want to work with me, you can reach out directly. But honestly, I'm a value-driven human. I'd rather you get value for free. So just search Next Level University. We're on all the podcast platforms. We're on YouTube. Uh, We do an episode every single day. Our thing is self-improvement in your pocket every single day from anywhere on the planet completely free. That is our brand. And then my email is kevin at nextleveluniverse.com. Questions, comments, concerns, anything you need. Uh, I do my own email, so I will be there for you. Okay, but you mentioned somewhere in the middle that... Do you take on podcast clients though, or no, you don't do that anymore? People that. Uh, yeah, we have 30, we have 38 podcasts right now that we produce. So we currently produce 38 other shows. That's like one. What? Yeah. That's one branch. That. Yeah. Yeah. That's one what? branch of our business. You and Alan or you and another team? Um, it's my, I'm the, I'm the head of it, but it's an internal team that we have. Yeah. That's awesome. Thank you. All right. What didn't we get in? Kevin, what is it you want to tell the people of let's keep it real? Oh man. Uh, this will be this will be a tough one. This is gonna be a cliffhanger. I think we talked a lot of <laughs> we talked a lot about self-belief today. I think oftentimes people have a uh, a bit of a confusion between the difference of self-belief and self-worth. So just a little test for this. If on a scale of one to ten, how much be- how much do you believe that you can build the castle? Whatever the castle means to you. Whatever that is, it's, I can build the home, I can build the business, I can build the relationship, blah, 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 whatever it is. Okay, cool. On a scale of one to 10, how much do you believe you deserve to live in what you've built? That's self-worth. Self-belief is your capability, your belief in your capability to replicate a result, to create a result. Self-worth is your belief that you actually deserve what you've created. Do you deserve to live in the castle? Or do you feel like you're capable of building it, but you can never move in? I had a call with somebody the other day and I said that. He's like, I think I have a, a self-belief issue. And I said this to him. I said, a scale one to 10. How much can you build? How much do you believe you can build a castle? And he said, 10, 10 out of 10. I know I can. I said, can you, can you move in? He said, oh no, I can never move in. It's like, okay, that's, I think that's probably more the issue. <laughs> I'll write it out. <laughs> 
Ah, all right. That was awesome. I love that. I love going to have to steal that idea. It's all yours. The castle. I'm sure somebody else came up with it in different words. So, you know, it's not mine anymore. Yeah, I'll use Victorian home or something. (laughs) All right. My let's keep it real people. You know what I'm going to say. Spread the love. Kevin and I will really, really appreciate you like and rating it. We love you guys. And until next time, toodles. Thanks for listening. Be sure to share and subscribe if you enjoyed the show. And remember, keep spreading the positive.